The following is intended for entertainment only. No gambling takes place on this website. From his luxurious home studio overlooking Mountain Creek Lake in beautiful Dallas, Texas, it's Under the Table with Jason Ryan. Welcome into episode 21 of Under the Table. I am Jason Ryan. I've gone cold, team. It's certainly discouraging, but I'm used to the ups and downs. Some folks have already deleted my podcast and swore to never listen again. Some are still here who listen to what I say and take the lumps with me. I volume bet, meaning I wager on a surplus of action to even out the odds and all but guarantee a return on investment. Some days I take a hit, and some days I go well over 50% in wins and make money. Which leads us to today, plenty of action to dive into and make money on. But first, your two stories. Two stories from the sports world. In baseball, the Arizona Diamondbacks left-hander Madison Bumgarner smiled and laughed as his teammates mobbed him. It was a rare display of joy for a pitcher whose past year plus largely has been defined by disappointment. Bumgarner threw seven innings of no-hit ball in a seven-inning game against the Atlanta Braves, which the Diamondbacks won 7-0 to complete a doubleheader sweep on Sunday afternoon. Per baseball's official statistician, it does not count as a true no-hitter. Bumgarner did not seem to share that opinion. Quote, I mean, I don't know. I didn't give up any hits today. I'm not in control of how many innings we're playing. Bumgarner appeared to be in control of everything else. Most no-hitters are adorned with great defensive plays and dramatic close calls. This one had no such accoutrements. Bumgarner pounded strikes, mixed his pitches, and overwhelmed Braves hitters. Since the start of last season, doubleheaders have featured two seven-inning games, a change made in hopes of keeping players healthy while playing through a pandemic. Last year, the Elias Sports Bureau, baseball's official stat keepers, tried to ward off potential confusion by clarifying that a no-hitter thrown in a seven-inning game would not count. It cited a ruling made in 1991 by a special committee convened by Major League Baseball and chaired by then-Commissioner Faye Vincent. The committee determined that in order to be credited with a no-hitter, a pitcher or pitchers had to pitch a complete game of nine innings or more without allowing a hit. A game with fewer than nine would be deemed a notable achievement. In the Elias Book of Baseball records, there were no indications on Sunday that either Elias or Major League Baseball to reconsider the ruling. In the NFL, bro hugs are back, conceivably. One of the messages the NFL will send in staging its three-day draft along the lakefront in Cleveland while the pandemic continues, will be embodied by vaccinated Commissioner Roger Goodell, having the green light to engage on the stage in a traditional fashion as he welcomes top picks. So, here's to some spontaneous emotion. Fist bumps, high fives, bro hugs. This is what Goodell is eager to get back to in kicking off the draft, after announcing the picks from his basement during last year's all-virtual draft. You may see some creativity there, pondered Peter O'Reilly, the NFL's executive vice president of club business and league events. We'll see. The NFL on Friday announced his final plans for the draft beginning Thursday night, including designs that host approximately 50,000 fans per day at its draft experience, an interactive pop-up football theme park inside First Energy Stadium. The actual draft will be conducted on an outdoor theater constructed along Lake Erie between the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Great Lakes Science Center. The 600 seated in the theater and 4,400 fans standing in an adjacent vaccinated zone, 13 prospects have accepted the league's invitation to attend without severe limitations on the size of their entourage. And like past drafts, several retired players, quote NFL legends, will be on hand to announce the day two picks. The show is back on. How about some history? This day in sports history. 
I'm leaving. Since it's draft week, there are many on this list that will either give you heartburn or make you laugh. In 1931, Lou Gehrig hits a home run, but is called out for passing a runner. Mistake cost him the AL home run crown. He and Babe Ruth tied for the season. In 1941, a tradition begins. The first organ at a baseball game, the Chicago Cubs. 1983 NFL Draft, Stanford quarterback John Elway, first pick by the Baltimore Colts. In 1989, Mike Tyson gets a speeding ticket for drag racing his Lamborghini in Albany, New York. In the 2003 NFL Draft, USC quarterback Carson Palmer, first picked by the Cincinnati Bengals, which was one of many quarterback careers ruined by the franchise. Burrow is still a work in progress. In the 2012 NFL Draft, Stanford quarterback Andrew Luck is the first pick by the Indianapolis Colts. In 2018 NFL Draft, Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield, first picked by the Cleveland Browns. Four quarterbacks were taken in the top 10 for the first time in history. Another busy day in two of the three major sports, so let's get it started with baseball. Stay hot, Rocket. The MLB. One lunchtime game in Detroit against Kansas City. Let's go with the under eight. Minnesota and Cleveland, series opener for these two. Indians on the money line is a decent value. At home against a Twins team that is struggling lately. Yankees in Baltimore. I'll continue the underdog trend and take the Orioles on the money line. Chicago and Atlanta. Again, I like the Cubs to even the series, so let's hang on to that. Plus 163 money line. Oakland and Tampa. Oakland is hot, and I love them on the money line as well. Philly and St. Louis. I'm only interested in the under eight in this game. Colorado and San Francisco. Money line is a good bet, but no value, but the under eight lends a decent return. Cincinnati and LA. The total is the only value play at minus 115 for the under seven and a half. Moving on to the chill. The National Hockey League. A light night in hockey. Let's get to it. The Habs and Flames under five and a half excites me here. Canucks and Senators. Vancouver on the money line at plus 120 is an easy money grab. Avalanche and Blues, the over six and the plus one and a half St. Louis is getting. Hurricanes and Stars, the Stars and the plus one and a half puck line. Panthers and Predators. Take the over five and a half if you do anything on this game. I got cold sweats looking at this one. Ducks and Kings, the plus one and a half is a decent value pick, and I've already seen Sharp moving on this play already today. Coyotes and Sharks, Arizona is getting all the money into action on the money line bets, which 70% win rate against the Sharks will do that. Let's do a three-way parlay on this one. Last bet of the day, why not? Arizona on the money line, the minus one and a half puck line, and the over five and a half for a plus 1061 return. 16 plays, including that parlay. Brand new week, so let's get it started off on a winning foot and reclaim those losses. That's it for me, team. I wish you the very best of Mondays. Good night and good luck. Follow Jason Ryan and Under the Table on Twitter at Jason Ryan Radio and Under the Table DS. Follow DSP Media at DSP Media Online. The proceeding was intended for entertainment only. No gambling takes place on this website. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.